Hi, this is Trip Rogers. I'll have Trip's take in just a moment. Hello again, I'm Trip Rogers. This is Trip's take. On the day this podcast debuts, it is the final turn for Daniel Craig as 007, James Bond, as No Time to Die hits theaters in the United States. Now, the movie had its premiere a week ago in England, and I've heard some great reviews. I've also heard some reviews that completely trashed the movie. I'm going in with an open mind. Now, I should mention, I am a huge James Bond fan, have been since I was a kid. I've watched every movie. I think James Bond is wonderful. The first James Bond movie I saw in a theater was Roger Moore and Live and Let Die. So I have a special place in my heart for that one. I fell in love with Jane Seymour that time, and I've been in love with her ever since. It was 1973, by the way, was when that movie came out. And of course, the theme song was the first James Bond movie theme song to get into the top five in the American charts. Up till that point, the Bond songs had not done really well, and that was the first one to really score on the American charts. Of course, the first James Bond theme to hit number one, A View to a Kill from Duran Duran in 1985. Carly Simon came close. She was number two for a couple of weeks in September of 77 with that song. But I digress a little bit. The movie is exciting because, again, this is going to be a huge benchmark to see where we are in terms of COVID-19 and where people feel about going to a movie theater. Movies have been really hurt by this COVID-19 pandemic. People are afraid to go to a theater, and and theaters have just been going, I, I mean, really have not done well. And we've also now seen a change in how movies are distributed, where now online and streaming services will debut movies at the same time or ahead of showing them in theaters. And, of course, it was the subject of a lawsuit that Scarlett Johansson filed against Disney because her movie, Black Widow, debuted on Disney Plus streaming. You had to pay extra for it, though, and also in theaters, and she felt it hurt the box office gross. And the A-list movie actors and directors and, and people have revised their contracts because, again, this is the new mode of distribution. And I think what's so important about this Bond movie is Amazon just bought MGM Studios, which is one of the people, they own the copyrights behind James Bond, and there was a lot of rumors that you would see this movie on Amazon. In fact, there were rumors last year that No Time to Die would debut on Apple TV+, Plus because they were made a huge offer. That was rumored, of course. But the Bond producers have made it clear this is going to be in theaters. So this is going to be a major release, and it's a major test to see if we're ready to go back to the movies. Now, I'm excited to go. I'm ready to go see. I've already got my tickets for tonight. Going with a bunch of my friends. We're going to see the movie. But again, how this movie performs is going to be a huge test for whether or not we're ready to get back to normal because we are in October of this year. And you'll recall Warner Brothers this year announced they were going to debut their movies simultaneously in theaters and on the HBO Max streaming service. And if you have that streaming service, you get a little extra bonus. And that was one of the reasons I kept the service was because the Sopranos prequel debuted there last week. 
But what you're seeing is a change in the way the movie business is operating. And I say this because this movie is going to be the first one to really come out with all guns blazing and only be in theaters. Whereas other movies have had shorter periods of time, what you're seeing now is a lot of movies will debut in theaters and then within 10 to 14 days, they pop up on streaming services. You can purchase a pay-per-view, you know, pay 20 bucks, whatever. And you're seeing that more and more. I was surprised to find out that The Addams Family 2, which debuted in theaters last Friday, is now available for you to stream online. They only gave it four or five days in movies. Now, part of this could also be due to the fact that the James Bond movie is coming out. And again, this is a movie a lot of people are looking for. This is a movie a lot of people are going to go see. And this is a movie that Hollywood and theater owners are holding their collective breath to see if we will indeed return to theaters it'll be interesting to see and of course as a james bond fan i'm always fascinated by james bond movies this one the beginning of it supposedly and i've read some some reviews picks up right where the last one left off with uh james bond and madeline uh going off into the distance together and we'll see where this one takes but of course the big story on this is now they're going to decide who the next james bond will be because james Craig said this is it for him. And this was the point that they got to with Roger Moore. He was too old to play the role. And I thought that A View to a Kill, while it was okay movie, I, I hated Grace Jones in that movie. Christopher Walken was eh, but Roger Moore was too old to play Bond in that movie. And I think they learned their lesson from that because you'll recall Timothy Dalton went into the role and Pierce Brosnan was set to do another Bond movie when they decided they were going to reboot the series and they were going to, and they, they, they bid him farewell. He was not happy and has had some uh, ill feelings towards uh, Barbara Broccoli uh, and um, uh, Michael Wilson, who run the Bond franchises, because of that uh, quick hook, as the old saying goes. But again, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this goes and, and see where the movie goes and where it takes us. And does Daniel Craig get a, a great send-off? I will talk about it next week. I'll give you a little bit of a movie review. want to talk a little bit about the new television season, which has uh, debuted. A couple of new shows that I'm keeping an eye on and I'm watching. First off, if you're a fan of The Rookie, uh, that first episode back for the new season certainly left you uh, very, very shocked as one of the regulars on the show was killed in the first couple of minutes of the show and has left the show. That was a surprise. But The Rookie with Nathan Fillion, great show. If you get a chance to watch it, I do recommend it. And if you haven't heard, Nathan Fillion plays somebody who was involved in a bank robbery in his home. He was a, a, a housing contractor and decided to become a police officer. He became the oldest rookie, moved out to California, and this is the show has followed his journey. He is now um, and, and graduated. He's not a rookie anymore. But this show also follows the group of graduates and the people and it's it's a really the cast is wonderful i have to say and and i do recommend it if you get a chance to watch it abc has it hulu has it the day after also 
I'm a huge Survivor fan, have been since day one. Um, kind of lost interest over the last couple of years because I, I didn't like the cast and I didn't like the twist and I didn't like the comebacks. And, you know, I, I kind of pop, popped in on it, in and out, but I really can't say I was a huge Survivor fan. So I wanted to get back to it and watch it this year, and oh boy, have they changed the game. If you remember the basics of Survivor, 39 days, and you have to, uh, you two tribes, you got 20 people, uh, thereabouts, and you you run this, this show, and it takes this time. Well, they have decided to amp it up. It's now 26 days long, and you have smaller number of people involved, and you have smaller tribes. We're already seeing one of the tribes being down decimated they have lost two members already and it is just not going to be a good sign because when they go into the merge let's face it they're they're in trouble they're really in trouble i i again the show itself is great and it follows kind of a format and i i've talked about this with my friends and talked about this when producers decide to change something, change cast, change people, uh, change a show, sometimes it ruins the chemistry of the show or ruins the makeup of the show. I remember a quote from uh, one of Dick Clark's books writing about the American Bandstand, and he, he said this to uh, his producer at the time, said this to the president of the network, said, show's about three things, kids dancing, the kids, and Dick Clark. You can't fuss with any of them this is the formula for the show and i think i I always say this about american idol that cast they had right at the start is what made the show go simon cowell randy jackson paul abdul the judges table ryan seacrest as the host those four made that show go when did american idol start to struggle and start to lose viewers when they started to change the judging table and change the judges and run people in. Then the judges became more important than the contestants. And and the show didn't become about the contestants. It became about the judges. Remember Mariah Carey? I forget who she was in with. And they they fought constantly. I, I didn't even watch the show then. That tells you how bad it was. And I really think it, it, that's an example of chemistry. And I think chemistry is is important when you deal with a show with Survivor. But let's face it, first and foremost, the show Survivor is identified with Jeff Probst. Jeff Probst has been on every single season of Survivor. This is the 41st season that they call. Again, they did two shows, two uh, segments a year, two seasons a year. But still, Jeff Probst is Survivor. You can't take him out of that equation. And he's the executive producer now. So he has a lot of say in how the show goes. And I think Jeff Probst, more than anybody else, really has a feel for this game. And it's just great to watch him in action. He did a talk show for a year. Wasn't that great with the talk show. Of course, he also um, became uh, really known to television viewers as a, a, a host on FX when they originally started the, the, the TV channel. They uh, set it up in a studio in New York City, like an apartment, and they would host shows around the clock. And who else was on that, that crew with Jeff Probst was Tom Bergeron. And then after that, Jeff Probst hosted Rock and Roll Jeopardy. And then he became the host of Survivor. And that's where Jeff Probst has really become Jeff Probst. And it's because of Survivor. And I, I, I give him a lot of credit. I, I think he's done a great job with this show. 
And I'm interested to see where this goes. I've, I've watched the first two episodes, uh, different twists and turns. If you were a Survivor fan, I suggest you give it a try again. Uh, it's streaming on Paramount TV Plus, and it's also on CBS's app, too, if you want to catch it. I, I talk about streaming because that's how I watch a majority of my TV these days. Last but not least, I've heard a lot talked or said about the show La Brea. NBC has promoted it, and if you don't know what it is, and they also released the first five minutes of the uh, first episode uh, online for you to see, and that kind of hooked me on it. But basically, there's a sinkhole of the La Brea tar pits and some type of time warp or something where they fell into this alternate universe. And it's very interesting because it's, it's a mother and a son, and of course a bunch of other people, they all fell in the sinkhole, and then the ex-husband or a soon-to-be ex-husband or estranged husband and daughter are on the real world right now. And the uh, estranged husband is having all these visions. And for years, they thought it was because he had a head injury. But some of the stuff he's talking about, it makes a lot of sense. I've just started it. The second show um, hit the uh, hit, hit streaming earlier this week. So I haven't had a chance to watch that yet. But if you want a good watch, like I said, I'm not bored by it yet, and I, it's kind of interesting. And I'm really kind of curious as how they, they carry this show. And again, the premise is it's kind of like a Lost. So if you liked Lost, this may be your show to watch. I should mention also there are the old favorites, the half-hour comedies. You know, everybody loves half-hour comedies. Uh, love Bob Hart's Abishola. I've caught the, the first two shows because they had a cliffhanger on that. That's good stuff. Uh, the Neighborhood, uh, Sandy and I try to save stuff so we can binge watch it because we don't always have stuff to watch. And I mentioned uh, I mentioned this uh, a couple times when I was on the radio, and I want to mention it now. Only Murders in the Building with Steve Martin and Martin Short. You have Hulu. Got to check this out. Really, really interesting. Uh, they are now just about, they've been renewed for a second season, and they are just about, uh, I think, uh, uh, two-thirds of the way through the season. And i got to tell you, it'll hook you. I think you'll really enjoy that. And that's Trip's Take for October the 7th, 2021. Love to hear your comments and questions about our podcast. Just email tripstake at gmail.com. Fantasy football players, check out the Fantasy Sultans with yours truly and Mike Sheck. That's on Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast hosts. If you like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, listen to WTRSRadio.com online. Special thanks for production assistance to my lovely fiance, Sandy Glicken. Join me again next week for now, Trip Rogers. Thanks for listening. Make it a great one.